Happy Tuesday. I'm Greg. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. It is Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. It's a little slow starting the recording this morning. Sorry about that. I think so. There was like two or three seconds of dead time. It <laughs> didn't mean for that to happen. Also didn't mean to have happened. I realized that the uh, yesterday the, um, the, the cryon, if you will, I didn't change the, let's see where it is, the readings down there from the day before. And plus, I had a spelling error in there that I just realized both of those things this morning. Sorry about that. It's not a perfect process, but the whole point is that we just keep on moving forward like we do every day. Our readings today, Proverbs 26, 13 through 22, Hebrews 2, Obadiah 1. We are following the Nikki Gumbel reading plan 2023, the entire Bible in one year. You can do it. You can check it out on the um, version Bible app. You can find it there. That's where I get it from. Don't think I'm going to be doing the exact same reading plan next year, but we'll see. We'll see where I'm led. So from our Proverbs section, I always try to pick something that stands out at me with the Proverbs or the Psalms. And with this one, I'm going to read uh, for you what stood out for me in verse 16. Quote, lazy people consider themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. Now, I just recently viewed a short video tweet of a young woman with a fresh marketing degree expecting to get her first job at out of college, making $150,000 to $200,000. She was frustrated that she couldn't find a job. She's like, but I have experience. I have a four-year degree. That's my experience. It doesn't really work that way. Regardless of what lazy people want or what they feel that they're entitled to, one needs to work to climb the ladder by gaining real-world experience. I've talked about a friend of mine way in my past when I was younger, uh, Rich. He uh, always spoke of that you have to pay your dues, and you do. You have to pay your dues. You have to climb that ladder of experience. And no, contrary to this young woman's claim, four years of college is not experience, just to reiterate that. I'm not even sure why some people want to short circuit this journey. The journey is part of the fun. You know, seeing it now after 30 plus years in my career, looking back, it's like, yeah, it was a struggle to climb the ladder, but um, it really brought out a lot of character in me. I saw something. I wanted to figure out how to get there, and I figured out how to get there. I'm a much better person than if things were given to me. I think that's the point. I hope and pray that the lazy understand that and that one must work to eat and that one doesn't start out on top. Seven wise counselors, though, may find it tough to convince one lazy person. And in such a case, the only effective teacher is life. New Testament, we pick up the story in Hebrews 2, which warns about drifting away from the truth. That's a form of temptation, where an easier, more comfortable path may be presented, such as short-circuiting your career out the gate. Trying to go ahead. But... Quote verse 2, for the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. And then from verse 4, quote, 
And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit wherever he chooses, whenever he chooses. Now, Hebrews then seems to clarify Jesus' role as a man, quote, verse 9, who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels. And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. So Jesus' position changed with the resurrection, and we who believe can be called brothers. Quote, verse 11, so now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. Now, Jesus became flesh and blood, Hebrews explains, because humans are flesh and blood. Jesus came not to help angels, but rather the descendants of Abraham. Now, remember the, the audience here. Hebrews is speaking to Jewish believers, so trying to tie the Jewish traditions and faith with what has happened with Jesus. By being human, he could offer a sacrifice to take away the sins of the people, as opposed to sacrificing on the altar, the animals. It is important to write to understand the context here. It's as I think it is an attempt to explain to Jews Jews how Jesus fits into their faith. That's why, by the way, it's important to read the Old Testament to understand the New Testament. It's all together. Anybody who might say that, oh, all you need to do is read the New Testament, you're missing a big, big, big part of God's story. And if you want to learn the character of God, you want to read his word in its entirety. Old Testament, Obadiah 1. Obadiah is the shortest book in the Old Testament, 21 verses, one chapter. Thank you, Chat GPT. The prophet Obadiah is the author, as we would expect, one of the minor prophets. And the approximate date is written is 586 BC. All this courtesy, of course, of Chat GPT, which I encourage. What I try to do sometimes with books, I mentioned this before, that if it's a book that I, I'm like not sure what's the context here, who is the prophet, what are we talking about, I just ask ChatGPT for a summary of the book. So it helps to get me in a position. And I do that second. I don't do that first. The first thing I do is that I ask the Holy Spirit to give me wisdom and insight into what it is that I'm about to read. Wisdom and insight for me. What am I supposed to get out of this? Anyway, Obadiah begins with noting that Edom's judgment is coming. Remember Lamentations ended with a message of judgment for Edom? The Edomites are descendants of Esau. Don't forget that. So the people share the same blood lineage, but Edom apparently did not help Judah and Israel in their struggles against immorality and battles against nations, and for this they will face judgment. That's what I gather a little bit later on reading understood that even more so it's like I think Edom actually fought against the their their blood relatives and ridiculed them so a lot of bad things quote verse 2 the Lord says to Edom I will cut you down to size among the nations you will be greatly despised you have been deceived by your own pride because you live in a rock fortress and make your home high in the mountains so the Edomites thought that such geological placement was a significant strategic tactical and security advantage and you know that seems to be true on the surface but i suspect it'll be proven wrong just a moment quote verse four i will bring you crashing down says the lord all of edom's allies will turn against them according to obadiah's message here's the reason in verse 10 because 
of the violence you did to your close relative in Israel, you, you will be filled with shame and destroyed forever. So that's the reason now that Edom is going to suffer this destruction. Edom had only gloated over Judah's destruction and exile, and, his, and they also plundered the land of Israel. For all this, Edom will be destroyed. Now, thinking about historical context, what parts of this have come true and what parts haven't yet, Israel was restored beginning in 586 BC. Edom was slowly destroyed as a nation. It is a part of the land, is a part of Jordan today. And the prophecy is still playing out and will be completely fulfilled with the return of Christ and the establishment of his eternal kingdom. And that's it for today. Yeah, I've been thinking a little bit about wisdom reading this book, Knowing God. And chapter, I believe it was 10 that I just finished earlier today, early in the morning. Um, just had a couple of verses, a couple of ch uh, paragraphs left to read. Talks about wisdom and Ecclesiastes, which is the book of wisdom. And one of the interesting things I got from it, because that's always a tough book. If you go back to some of the Bible pod, daily Bible wrap-up podcasts from there, it's like, well, what is Ecclesiastes actually trying to say? Well, actually, as I gathered from this book, after all of this about it being, you know, uh, worthless, it's, it's meaningless. It's meaningless is the word I think that the author uses, which most think it's Solomon, but not necessarily. Um, no, wisdom is actually understanding. We've talked about this just recently, understanding that there are things that we can't understand. And it's okay. That's wisdom leads to faith. Faith also leads to wisdom. They complement each other. So understanding that we are made in such a way that there are things that we are not supposed to understand is, as I gather, the beginning of wisdom. And so therefore, my prayer for you today is that you too continue seeking wisdom on your faith journey. And we will pick this up again tomorrow. Until then, take care.